This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to the 26th episode of Kiwi and the Bird. I'm Kami. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the nostalgic and festive The Legend of Holly Claus by Brittany Ryan. Now, this wonderful festive book was recommended to us by one of our followers at A Court of Spines and Pages. Guys, this person is awesome. Go give them a follow. They're literally the nicest account on the planet. And they always have the best book recommendations. So we thank you at A Court of Spines and Pages for giving us this one. Yes, thank you very much. Now, The Legend of Holly Claus is a children's fiction novel slash fairy tale told through multiple jolly perspectives. Emphasis on the jolly. Santa. Yes. <laughs> if you read this book, you're on the nice list. Mm, close, but no. <laughs> you're on the maybe. <laughs> the day Santa Claus gets asked what he wants for Christmas is the year his daughter Holly Claus was born. The only child to ever be born in the land of immortals, she has the purest of hearts wherein she is cursed by the evil and malicious Heracon. Now Holly Claus must find a way not only to break the spell that has been put upon her and her people, but to also find a way to earn immortality herself. Holly Claus is a bright and inquisitive young lady gifted with strength, wisdom, and the purest heart in all the land. She has a longing for the mortal world, as she's seemingly forever doomed to live only in forever. So what did you think about Miss Holly Claus? Actually, I liked her more than I thought I would. In context of, like, a children's story as a character? As a character. Just because if I just don't expect to like the protagonist nowadays. <laughs> no, I get that. I'm really picky with female protagonists, mm-hmm. especially. So I, I'm kind of negative from the get-go. But then, if a character's good enough and they make me think positively, then I'm like, you did it! I mean, like, we kind of got to watch her you know, like, grow up and, like, become the person that she is. And so you kind of, like, understand why she is the way she is. But she just, like, has such a defined character that it it, it was kind of strange to see, honestly, <laughs> to see a protagonist that, like, has a personality and that I can, I can tell that they are that character. Like, like they're specific. Like, their character. Like, all of that. Mm-hmm. And I... You know, throughout the story, I was like, maybe I won't like her because she's just very bright and I tend to be more cynical. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know, I don't, I don't mind her. Like, she, she's very much the person who, who looks for the light in the dark. Yeah. You know, she, she tries to see the positives through the negatives. Not necessarily, like, she accepts the negatives. She knows that they happen. But she tries to, like, overcome that, which, yeah, I appreciated. Yeah. For me, with Holly, when I first started the book, I was... Not necessarily worried, but with children's books, it always feels like when there's a character who's, like, pure of heart, that they're kind of bland because they're too good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like they're too fictional because they're too pure. But I actually didn't feel like that with Holly because Holly still was a good person, but she had fear and she had, you know, she felt sad about her situation and sometimes she would kind of get a little mad about her situation. Understandably, she's cursed. Um... But she did so in a way that I still liked her character, and she was still that pure character, purest of hearts. But 
she wasn't bland. She wasn't boring. She's still very interesting and I, I hoped for her. I hoped for her to succeed and she brought a positivity that makes me want to believe she's real. I was also just impressed with the fact that she was just so consistent in the story. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she had her doubts and, you know, she had her moments of, like, oh, well, maybe this won't work out or, like, maybe, or she, again, like, she was fearful, but she never let that stop her. And I was like, you go, Holly. <laughs> go, Holly, go. <laughs> go be your Holly jolly self. Yes. <laughs> Christmas. You go, Holly Claus. <laughs> we believe. <laughs> Holly. <laughs> The Legend of Holly Claus takes place in both the Land of Forever, an icy sanctuary for heroes and legends, and an Empire City, a New York that takes place in 1896. Let me tell you, it was fun to see New York in 1896. To hear about a New York that isn't so tall. Mm-hmm. But one that's still really festive and alive. And I think Brittany Ryan, the author, still made New York really fun and really... Like, the the reader's still really able to recreate that New York in their mind, even though it's very different from the New York we see today. As for Forever, the Land of Immortals, I loved, like, the look of Forever. You know, the castles, the cobbling, like, the creativity of how it's kind of like a forever Christmas there. Like, that's kind of how I saw it in my mind. It's always festive, it's always alive. But I feel like if I personally was an immortal, it'd be like an awkward high school reunion for me if I lived there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's Robin Hood. Oh, we met in the 16th century and it was so awkward. <laughs> you know, you kind of have to relive it. Oh, yeah, that'd be the worst. As a setting, loved it. If I was that in that setting, though, I don't know if I would enjoy it. I'm antisocial. <laughs> I do. I, I agree with you. Um, I think... Brenner and I did a really good job of just keeping the setting consistent. Like, I never questioned where I was, what time period I was in. Like, her writing was very nostalgic. And it was very, like, it was very Christmassy. It was very Christmas Carol. Yes. Which I was like, this is exactly what the writing style should be. And that's exactly, like, how she wrote the setting. Which I, which I honestly, with some of the books I've read recently, I'm really impressed by. Yeah. Like, I, there was no question. I was just reading the story and the setting was just, it was just like the movie in your head. And the setting kind of had like an aged quality to Mm -hmm. it. But even though it was an aged quality, the setting still felt new. Like that setting was just that setting. I wouldn't see the setting anywhere else. And it's it's because of the characters. And it's jolliness. And it's jolliness. Um, As for The Land of Forever, I think she had really beautiful and vivid descriptions for that particular setting like in my head like I was just like imagining so many things right even though it wasn't exactly like the pictures in the book like I could still see like how the pictures in the book can coincide with like my image of it and it's just like it was all very it was all very vivid yes yeah overall I mean you couldn't ask for a better Christmas setting yeah oh my goodness it is Like, that setting, these settings, both of them, though, Mm -hmm. both Forever and New York in 1896, both so Mm Christmassy in different ways and in in different aesthetics, but I love them. Yeah. It really gets you in the holiday mood. It really does. (laughs) Also, I'm like, get me a candy cane and a sleigh and some reindeer. (laughs) Some hot cocoa would be nice, too. They're like, the reindeer to pull the sleigh. I'm like, no, no, just so they can be my pets. (laughs) Just to be around me. (laughs) 
I want Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> now, in terms of writing style, what did you think about Brittany Ryan? I think I kind of already mentioned it. But she had a very nostalgic way of writing it. Very, I think you said, like, aged. Which is a very good word of describing it. Um, her descriptions were beautiful. But also, like, in, like... Like, the darker parts of the story, you know, like, the evil parts, they were really gross. Yeah, oh, oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> and they were kind of, but, like, every single one was very, very much, like, in my head. Like, I could imagine it so easily, which was good and bad. <laughs> but it was really good for the story as a whole. Yes. Which I really, which I was like, that that is how a story about Christmas should be. I think for me, I think Brittany did a really great job of writing this story not only so that adults like us can enjoy but so that children can as well mm-hmm. like I could totally imagine this being a story that if you had a child you would totally want to read this story to them and it's a story that would make sense to them you would you'd get the same images in your mind as a child does which I think is very important especially when it's a children's book of course is to make sure that a child's imagination can exist within the writing And I feel like the writing style was reminiscent to me of, like, Narnia and kind of like those older books that have, like you said, that nostalgic quality to them and that kind of make you miss something, but where you can't put your finger on it, but it is something that you kind of long for in your soul. And I felt like this story very much brought that to life. It's, it's like, it's a story for children but it's a story that adults will want to read because it kind of brings them back to being children. Yes. I will say the book has a slower pace, but I didn't mind it. I didn't li- mind it either. I felt like um, the first half of the book was kind of like backstory, kind of like layering up and kind of building up. But like I said, I didn't mind that. No. I-, I was with it with the journey. There was enough creativity and imagination where I was w- willing to stay at that pace. Like I wasn't... Like wanting to push the story forward, I was willing to go steadily on. Yeah, it was like she, the author, wasn't trying to accomplish something with her writing. She was just telling a story. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, I haven't seen that in a while. I respect you exactly. <laughs> if you like penguins, Elsa from Frozen, particularly the line "The cold never bothered me anyway." Dolls. Toy stores, foxes, curses, Christmas, goblins, fairies, Russian goddesses, Frozone, first love romances, orphans, Narnia, the combo of a Christmas carol meets Snow White meets Anastasia, wolves, all mythologies, fairy tales, legends, and snow, then you might like this book. And if you have children, they might like it too. So go ahead, go to your local library and get it. It's Christmas time, folks. Read a Christmas book. Get into the holiday spirit. Now, Kami, based on our rating scale of 1 to 7, 1 being literal trash and 7 being fangirl mania, what would you rate The Legend of Holly Claus by Brittany Ryan? I think it was a really solid book, so I'm going to give it a rating between 5, which is feeling myself, and 6, which is it was literary, and rate it at a 5.6. Ooh, saucy. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you rate it? I would rate this book... I think I'm going to raise you one point. I'm going to go 5.7. 
because I felt like this book took me on an adventure. I, to me, a book is successful if I kind of feel like the highs and lows of the characters. So like when the characters are happy, I'm super happy. And when they're sad, I'm sad. And I feel like I did feel a lot of emotions reading this book, even past nostalgia. Like I felt happiness and hope and joy. And it was, this book to me is kind of like the epitome of a Christmas spirit, you know, of having that jolliness, of having the wanting to do good things for people, wanting to give. Um, the only thing, I, I had just like a few questions here and there not enough to make me like not like the book but just like a few questions and then I feel like because there is like a hint of romance in this book it is a factor and I felt like the romance was kind of the weakest point in the story and I mean I felt like it could have been maybe like the timing or I, I felt like there were a few factors that played into it that I'm sure we'll go into in our discussion. But that's kind of what took my score down from maybe like a 6 to a 5.7. Mm. Yeah, see, I, I too, like overall, I really liked this book. I liked how it kind of took me back to being a kid and like it really makes you feel a Christmas spirit. I loved the descriptions and I loved the characters. For me, they're just, I'm really nitpicky. And there were just a couple things where I was like, oh, I, th- I would have liked it if it was like this. Mm-hmm. Or I would have liked it better if this had happened after this. Like, just just little things. But it was just little things like that, you know? Also, I think if I wasn't such a cynical person, <laughs> I might relate to it just a tiny bit more. So that part of it's also just me being who I am. But you were cynical. You, well... I guess. <laughs> but you still enjoyed it. But I still enjoyed very it. Very flattering. Very, like, very bah humbug Scrooge d- d- realizes he's a person, too. This book was, like, Christmas past, present, and future. Except not the scary one. The future. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you do plan to read this story to your children, I'd maybe suggest reading it beforehand. Yeah, it might not be completely appropriate for young, young audiences. Yeah, like, you you may want to omit a few details. I I feel like maybe we're making it sound worse than it is, but, like, there are a few parts that, like, if I, if I was a kid, I'd be like, oh! <laughs> you know? There's just a couple. Though. Yeah, like, it's, it's really just the details, so maybe read it beforehand before you read it to your kids, but I do think it is a story that kids would really enjoy. I think it'd be a really good book to read to your kid during Christmas. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for our book recommendation episode about The Legend of Holly Claus by Brittany Ryan. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoy our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we go into spoilers and details about The Legend of Holly Claus. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh, happens. If you made it this far, get ready for some bloopers. Oh, bloop. I notice sometimes when I laugh, I do like a macarena, <laughs> like with my hands. I'm like, I don't know why. All right, you ready for setting? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Are you ready for some? <laughs> We're getting drunk. Yeah, I was gonna say like, like some people they're like, oh, watch a YouTube video of me get drunk. I'm like, I think Kimmy and I would be the same. <laughs> <laughs> we would not drink anything. We'd just sit there. Just become drunk. Yeah, actually, when people listen, they probably think we are drunk. I'm like, no, we just have a lot of fun. <laughs> We're just fun people. Yeah, excuse you. We don't need some gross grape juice to get us lit. <laughs> Our own humor does that. <laughs> what? What's more addicting than our wit? Nothing. Cocaine. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Claws. Claw, 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 claw. It's like in the Mummy where she's like, "Patience is a virtue." He's like, "Not right now, it isn't." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one time, Kenna. <laughs> so I was asleep because it was a school night, but Kenna, um, my mom let the dogs out. Well, my mom did first. And there were a bunch of raccoons out, and like our dogs were getting yes, our dogs were getting a scuffle with them, and so there was like all this growling, shouting. I was sleeping peacefully. I didn't know anything was going on, but my mom was like, "Why?" You know, like she was freaking out because the raccoons and the dogs. And Kenna comes out. She heard the scream, so she runs outside, and and she like she doesn't she has enough idea of what's going on to know she has to do something, but she just (laughs) so her instinct was she grabbed this long chair beside her. And she just threw it. But completely in the wrong direction. <laughs> and so, like, to the left, like, the dogs and the raccoons are just getting this huge confuffle. And Kenna's like, ah! It throws the chair to the right. It's like... The instinct was there. Um, I don't think anything else was, though. I don't know why those stories remind me of this because it's completely unrelated. Like, there's not even water involved. But Kenna, when she was, like, three, my mom took her to a football game. And Kenna was, like, just this teeny three-year-old body and she'd stand on the bleachers and every time it was, like, the football team was on defense, she'd go, Go D! Go D! And, like, everyone in the stands was loving it. Like, they're all like, Go D! Go D! Anytime she did it. <laughs> and then- I don't know if there was a why. I think she was just clumsy. <laughs> Tips forward. Falls down like a bleachers. She was like, go deep, go deep. She fell down like a bleachers. Like she just like started rolling down. I'm like, I'm going to pee on you. I'm going to pee on you. She's like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll put out a cookie for her this year. You put out cookies for Santa? I do. You don't just eat them yourself? You know, sometimes I'm like, it, maybe I should exercise some self-control. And so with Santa, I'm like, these go to you. Did I steal one? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna know. <laughs> I'm still nice, right? <laughs> Santa? 
Santa, please. <laughs> I want that video game. <laughs> to be honest, it's been a while since I watched the movie, and I've never read the actual fairy tale. Well, to be fair, you're 21. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's really fun to rewatch Disney movies. I love watching Disney. I watch Hercules at least once every two Okay, weeks. Hercules is so good. At least once every two Wait, weeks. Wait, that frequently? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, when we watched it that one time, I was like, wow, she really knows the lyrics really well. <laughs> I knew the dialogue really well. It's because I watch it once every two weeks. I watch it fortnightly. <laughs> that was so hot. It only took me three million tries. It was sexy scholastic. Oh. Look fair. <laughs> That was the best of the year. Oh my goodness. Anytime there's a scholastic book fair, I was like, you know what, guys? We're going to do okay. I'm like, <laughs> roughing up anyone who has money. <laughs> I still remember, like, walking in and seeing, like, the cardboard cutouts and, like, smelling, like, the paper magazines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's so vivid. And then, like, during the holidays, they kind of have, like, a little holiday section. And I'd always get my mom something from there. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, it's the stuff that no parent wants. <laughs> like, it's just clutter items. But I was always like, for you, my mother. Aww. That's adorable. I just get everyone painted rocks all the time. <laughs> hey, when they're painted, then they're pretty. Can't resist yeah. a good rock. That's why Dwayne Johnson's famous. <laughs> he was originally named Paper, but it just didn't cut out for him. Everybody stop. That was, the, that was the most genius thing that's ever happened. Nothing will ever top it. The episode's ending now. <laughs> I always write big words, even knowing that I likely can't say them. <laughs> because in your mind you can. Yeah. But sometimes your mouth just doesn't like to do what your mind says. <laughs> I almost passed out, actually. <laughs> I get so nervous and I take such a deep breath that by the end, I'm on my last will. No, I see that. I see that. And then I'm like, take a breath. Take a breath. It's normal. But then I'm like, if I take a breath now, it's going to sound like. (gasps) And then I'm like, Kami, I leave to you my estate. (laughs) I can. My books. Make sure they're untouched. Take care of my books and baby Yoda. I know you don't like his eyes, but please wash over (laughs) it. No, you don't like it.